Good morning, everybody, and happy Easter. Uh, if you celebrate, if you don't, happy Sunday. Um, I know it's uh, spring because my neighbor has the power washer going and probably will be doing that all day long. Um, I was hoping to sit on the back deck, but we'll see what happens with that. But welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, I'm Angela Clark, and I'm one of the board members of uh, the Center for Spiritual Living in White Rock. And we're so happy that you're with us today. And um, so excited to have our musician, Nathan Aswell, back with us today. And I'm just going to let him take it away with your very first song. Thanks, Nathan. I'd like to start this morning with a song by my friends, Jan Garrett and J.D. Martin. This is called uh, Down in My Soul. It's actually a call and response. So I'll be singing and then there'll be a, a spot after where I sing where you can sing the same thing right after me if you so choose. I hear the music, I hear the music down in my soul, down in my soul. I'll leave that up to you. I can't hear you. So feel free to do whatever you like. Here we go. Down in my soul. I hear the music down in my soul. I hear the music down in my soul I hear the music Down in my soul And the whole wide world Is my home I've got a new day Down in my soul I've got a new day in my soul I've got a new day down in my soul and the whole wide world is my home I love the silence down in my soul I love the silence down in my soul I love the silence Down in my soul And the whole wide world Is my home I feel the power Down in my soul I feel the power I feel the power down in my soul And the whole wide world is my home Yes it is And the whole wide world is my home Thank you, Nathan. And for those of you who would like to feel more of that music, uh, join Nathan every Wednesday morning, 9 a.m. Pacific, on his uh, Facebook page for uh, morning musings. Thanks, Nathan. And as we begin our gathering today as settlers on this land, we're honored to live and operate on the traditional, ancestral, and unceded territory of the Coast Salish people. And where I am, that is the Semiamu, the Kwantlen, the Katsi, and the Wasonic. 
We thank the First Peoples who continue to live on these lands to care for them, along with the waters below and the skies above. At CSL White Rock, we are an inclusive spiritual and learning community uh, center. We teach spiritual principles and offer tools to use in all areas of our lives and on a regular and consistent basis. And as we heard from Betsy earlier, that definitely happened last week where we can, we can take what we learned today and uh, move it forward in our, in our week ahead. And we live by principle, life flows easier, choices are clearer and miracles are an everyday occurrence, aren't they just? Uh, and the wonder in every day is just waiting for us to live it. So let's start. Mm -hmm. Good morning, good morning. Good morning, White Rock. It's great to see you, great to be with you. I wanna thank Diane for that beautiful meditation and Angela, thank you for hosting and Nathan, thank you for bringing forward uh, JD Martin and um, Jan Garrett. They're amazing musicians, great metaphysicians with a great catalog, check them out. Well, how is everybody? What, what are you experiencing today? Um, it's spring. It's Passover, it's Easter, and it's Ramadan. And this is a really amazing thing because it's a very rare conjunction and convergence of three major holidays in Judaism, Christianity, and Islam occurring at the same time. This rarely happens because the Western world primarily runs on a solar calendar. And the Islamic calendar is moon and lunar driven and dedicated. And so this is a time where billions of people around the globe are in sacred tradition, sacred intention around these holidays, which are all about transformation. They're about freedom and transformation and letting go and letting something new emerge, which is also what spring is about. And so today I wanna to explore with as much honor and respect different wisdom traditions as the science of mind, which is what we study and, and aspire to live out faithfully in this community. It, it's, it comes from the tradition of Ernest Holmes, the founder, who studied all major world religions and sort of studied this, the mystical aspects of them, the aspects where we were connected into that divine presence within us. And through that human connection with the divine, possibility is there. How presence, everything that the divine is, we can connect into and become and this is a time this is it's kind of cool like when i was a little kid i used to sit at the breakfast table and think i wonder how many people around the world are eating eggs right now and i would just sit in that and now i'm thinking wow passover ramadan and easter all happening sort of over this week to 10 day to one month period where around the globe we're focused on transformation 
and it, and I know that you probably feel it too that we could go for some transformation right about now with the with everything that's happening not just in, with Russia and the Ukraine but in Israel and Palestine um, in the Sudan um, in Haiti just there's global conflict is happening and it can be, you know, I, I tend to bring this kind of message of really lifting what the realities are and then applying these tools and practices that we have to our own transformation, our, our personal, our communal, and our global transformation. And so I want you to bring to mind something that's touching you and thank you, Diane already did this for us. She asked us to call forward something that we want to transform. What is something in your life that you want transformation around? Where are you in that journey? And what kind of is the atmosphere of your transformation? Is it one of critique? Does it feel harsh? Or are you in a space of caring and nurturing and believing in your transformation? So for me, I have some pretty deep things that I'm working with. My health has been really challenged. And I'm in a deep consideration of what is home and where is home. And I'm also working with organizations in my day-to-day in my -day work that are sitting in dysfunction and sitting in the lack of care for one another. And so as you're calling forward this thing that you wanna transform, we're really good at knowing what the pain is, what the unpleasantry is, what all of that is, but how do we, tend to that and also hold an idea of what's coming in the future or what we want in the future. And so I, I try to, I've tried to cultivate a practice in my life because it's really easy for me and I think for all of us to feel like, oh, I'm sitting in this, it must mean something, I, I've done something wrong or I'm flawed in some way if this stuff is coming up. Napoleon Hill said, every adversity, every unpleasant circumstance, every failure and every physical pain carries with it the seed of an equivalent benefit. I'm gonna say that one more time every adversity, every unpleasant circumstance, every failure and every physical pain carries within it the seed of an equivalent benefit. Which makes me think of the jack pine. You all know a jack pine tree? When, the, when there's a forest fire, the jack pine holds within it the seed 
So if the tree burns down, there's a new seed that immediately gets planted. And so if you're burning in your life, or if we look out and we see this burning across the globe, if we can believe that there is an equivalent brilliance, a, an equivalent benefit coming out of this, and if we can hold that idea, then we can really step, we can step toward that. So our role in our transformation is to coax the seed, is to till the soil, is to fertilize the soil. And so today, in this rare conjunction of holidays, which I believe is really uh, global, I mean, for me, it feels like the earth is calling us to this level of intention, that there's billions of us in intention for transformation right now. Christians are commemorating the belief in crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus. The Jewish people are celebrating Pesach or Passover, which lasts for eight days and commemorates the biblical story of Exodus, in which the, Jew, the Jews were enslaved and they overthrew a tyrannical Egyptian pharaoh and were led by Moses to make their way through the desert in a 40-year pilgrimage to the promised land. And on Fridays, each week on Friday during the month of Ramadan, um, Muslims celebrate each week from April 2nd to May 2nd. Is, is when Ramadan landed this, this year. And there's more than 1.6 billion Muslims. And what they're celebrating is um, this period of Ramadan, uh, the prophet Muhammad declares that this is the time when the gates of heaven are open and the gates of hell are closed and the devils are chained. And Muslims believe that it was during this month of Ramadan that God revealed the first verses of the Quran, which is a sacred text of Islam, to Muhammad on an evening called the Night of Power. And so, these stories of liberation, of freedom, of power can ho hopefully help inform us as we coax that seed of what's next for us, as we tend to the atmosphere of that equivalent benefit in every adversity, in every unpleasantry, there is something that we can be coaxing to what's next. Uh, I'm in Jenner right now visiting a friend of mine and 
this week we were setting up my arrival time and I texted her. She's brilliant, creative person, and she's working on a book. And I said, how's the book going? And she said, well, I've just inked a film deal. And I was like, oh my God, that's so great. <laughs> and then she wrote back, that's a joke. And the thing about it is that she's coaxing that seed. Like I, I, she's actually on the call too today. She's dedicating herself so fiercely coaxing that seed that seeing the practice and the dedication and the commitment and the solitude had me believe that that film deal was really done, even though it's only a joke and the book is still underway, right? But can we, what is that thing? What is that thing that we wanna feel is already done for us? For me, it's like long hikes and lots of swimming and my energy sustained. That's my future. That's not what my present looks like but I can hold that idea in the future. So what is that thing that you're coaxing? What is it gonna look like when the transformation has you arrive there? When your journey is more or less complete? Because we know our natural evolution is that we we, we have that thing and we get there and then there's the next thing. That it's a natural part of our experience to arrive at times and places in our life when we feel constricted and something is urging us forward to do more. Sometimes we don't see the signs or we don't know what the signs mean. And, and there's a lack of clarity or there's maybe a messiness. And sometimes patience is required. In the story of Passover, it's an undeniably powerful metaphor. The idea of moving from slavery to freedom, from exile to redemption. It's been applied religiously and historically and politically in all of our contexts in our world. And it's a story of a journey of a personal and collective transformation. And it raises themes of freedom and what is our relationship to the divine. And often we're in, when we're in a state of needing or wanting a transformation or we feel constricted in some way or we are limited or things just aren't going how we wanted or how we planned, we, that thing gets, we get separated from it. That, that thing is out there. And our relationship to the divine is such that it's within us, it's as us, and it surrounds us. And yet we have this moment, like for me, my health, and it's over there. And I think this is how it is, and it's just how it's over there. But if I bring it in, if I widen my circle of what the divine is to me, and I bring that thing like my health, I bring it into the circle, I turn toward it. I mean, sometimes that inward journey is the hardest, but if I can turn toward it, 
and just sit with it and be okay with it and go in this thing is an equivalent benefit in this. Like I'm going to sleep for five days and I don't really know why. And the doctor can't tell me why in this thing is a benefit for me. And what is it even in the midst of the, the inconvenience of being too tired to work, the unpleasantry of being too tired to work, the painful headaches in this, I can be in that and still hold the idea of what's next for me and that there is something in here. And what I'm figuring is a closer walk, a deeper walk, more love, even more love, love for me and love for the people in my life. And so... I want you to go and and read the story of Passover, read the story of Exodus and Moses. And today we're talking about Jesus and Moses and Muhammad, who happened to be the people who got written in. Just they happened to all be men and they happened to all possess this idea of their own wholeness and their own access to the divine. And if we're female or we're non-binary, we hold that too. But the word for for, uh, Egypt in Hebrew means a tight place, a place of constriction. And this is a natural thing when we're in a place of transformation, to feel constricted, to feel uncomfortable, to feel and and let's not take that feeling personally. Let's take that as an inner urge to express the divine more through us. Not that we're doing something wrong, but that we're being called to more. And if we can go inward, we can be led out. The metaphor of the resurrection and Jesus is that he was crucified. And this is also part of our story that there are things in us that die, that constriction, that death, that things that fall away and something new is born in them. And it's not always pretty. In fact, when Mary Magdalene went into the tomb and found Jesus, she had been walking with him for three years. We know so little about what she was doing with him because we know so much about Jesus and not about the women. However, she was walking with him for three years, right? She knew what he looked like. She knew how he behaved. She knew what he walked like and moved like and who he was at his essence. And when she went into the tomb and found him, it's written in John. She thought he was a gardener because he was dirty. Transformation isn't pretty. You're going to get some dirt under your nails. You're going to be working the soil, cultivating and coaxing that seed of what's next for you. 
And it's not always going to be clean and pretty and easy, right? If resurrection was easy, Mary would have known it was Jesus. And so I'm hoping today that you can feel that constriction as a natural part of the evolution of your transformation. There's the, this, the science of when a baby bird comes out of its shell, that it needs to start breathing on its own. And it's not uh, the egg, the shell is porous, but there's, you stop getting enough air. So where are the places in your life where you're not getting enough air? And the young bird is preloaded with the DNA. It has a tooth, a hatchling tooth, and it starts cracking from the inside. It also has a muscle. It's preloaded with a muscle. So it has a tooth and the muscle enough to crack the egg. It takes 12 to 18 hours for a young robin to crack out of its shell, right? So we're preloaded. We have that same, we are preloaded with a divine presence within us that we can access and we can build the muscle of accessing it through meditation, through prayer, through walking in nature. I was sharing this morning, I woke up and I heard the birds and they were saying, Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg. <laughs> and I was like, why am I hearing the birds calling Zuckerberg? That's, <laughs> I need to get out in nature more if, if I'm hearing Zuckerberg. So funny, but um, so get out in nature, hug a tree, go for a walk. What are the things that connect you? What are the things that allow you to go inward and be in that presence and bring that thing, whatever it is, bring that thing into the circle of the divine. Take that in with you and be with it. And if you don't know what to do, ask for help. Our potential, we're born whole, we're born complete, and, it's, and we naturally move away from that. But we can also naturally move back to it, that we are forever whole within. And this is the time of transformation. This is a time when billions of people around the globe are believing and deeply contemplating freedom, liberty, transformation, resurrection, being new. And we can, we can, we can do that. We can bring this stuff into that circle and be with the divine as the divine with it. And so your assignment this week, if you choose to accept it, maybe even tonight, you could declare tonight an evening of power. That's what, it, uh, that's what the Muslims call 
this begin this this month of Ramadan, calling that the moment when Muhammad was receiving the mystical impression of the beginning of the Quran, he received it in a night of power. And in the Islamic tradition, they pray a prayer called Tarawih. And this is after the whole day has happened, the evening prayers are said, then there's an additional non-obligatory prayer. And it's a time of contemplation, it's a longer section of the Quran, up to 36 recitations. It's called rest and relax. And it's, it's in addition to. And I would say that during times of transformation, this is when we do something in addition to. So that we can coax the seed of the next thing that benefit, that equal benefit that may be matching the level of pain or unpleasantry that we're, we're sitting with, if we can go to the next level with our connection, with our inward access of our own wholeness. The universe is infinite eternally lit with love and possibility. And I hope tonight you can call yourself into that possibility in an evening of power. Thank you. So just returning to Diane's idea of looking at the garden. Just as we go within for this time of prayer, look at your garden. Know that there is one power, one presence, one infinite intelligence in that seed, in that soil. And that the power and presence of the divine is alive within you and within your seed of transformation. It's in you in the painful moments and it's in, in you in the joyful moments. This divine power and presence is in and through and as all. It's in us and it surrounds us. And that we were all made in its likeness and in its brilliance, in its love, harmony, peace, joy, and divine order. And that whatever that seed that's growing, the divine is shining down, shining through, shining around it. And it wants nothing more than for you to come through that constriction and be a more full expression of itself. The divine wants nothing more than us harmonious, loving, happy, abundant, brilliant, and balanced. So I give thanks for this community that brings us together in this moment of spring, in this moment of transformation. I give thanks for the board and the practitioners and all the volunteers that make this possible. 
I give thanks for everything that came before this moment that had us here together today. And I give thanks for whatever is next as soon as you hit that red leaf button, knowing that you are blessed, that you are in the midst and that you are held, guided and cared for. And I release this word now. I let go and I let the divine be the divine. I just let it be and so it is. And so it is. Thanks again, Reverend Champion. Um, so how was service for you today? If you've received value or good uh, from this experience, then return that good with a donation to CSL White Rock, please. Uh, you can donate on our website at cslwhiterock.com. Um, and if giving online isn't your thing, then you can mail us a check or send us an e-transfer. All of the information, too, has just put into the chat. And please join me for declaring our prosperity affirmation. Divine love within blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I give, and all that I receive, and so it is.